something I couldn't realize at the moment when I was judging, but then they posted that, I was like, wow, this is really cool. Like this one is, this guy's clearly Arnold and this guy's clearly uh, Franco. If you're competing and if you're friends with one of the competitors, you, you can totally rehearse the pose down and make it right. Howdy, everybody, and welcome to episode 159 of the SupersetYourLife.com podcast, your weekly workout motivation to fuel your life inside and beyond the gym. Hi, Ro Chang is with us today for our third episode of our Posing 101 series to teach us classic physique posing. Mr. Chang has been on our show three times already discussing all things natural bodybuilding on episode 121. It was natural bodybuilding, frequently asked questions with Hiro Trang and Just Frank. Episode 153 was the raw truth of performance enhancing drugs, choosing your bodybuilding federation and advice to first time competitors. And episode 161 was genetics, symmetry and judging natural bodybuilding Q&A round three. I'll put links to all those talks in the show notes below. Hiro is a classic physique legend in the world of natural bodybuilding. Having grown up in Colombia, he was inspired by Arnold Schwarzenegger at a young age to move to America, which is where his extensive career began. Hiro has become a close friend as we both share the same passion for the golden era of aesthetics. So today we're going to talk about criteria for the classic physique division today, how to pose in the classic physique category, and how to identify and master famous golden era poses that display your physique the best. Proverbs 10.9 says, The one who lives with integrity lives securely, but whoever perverts his ways will be found out. Hiro is a lifetime drug-free athlete respected by head judges and leaders of natural bodybuilding federations such as the WMBF, OCB, and IPE, many, many others. His passion and heart for the accomplishments and well-being of athletes that choose to compete is exceeded only by his integrity. He's a man that I respect and I'm honored to work with as we plan ahead for the second annual The Open Natural Bodybuilding Competition to be held once again in July of 2024 in Seattle, Washington. So definitely mark your calendars for that. Mr. Chang, welcome back to the SupersetYourLife.com podcast, my brother. Oh, wow. Yeah. Thanks for the kind words. I called. Yeah, it's always an honor and it's always uh, fun to be uh, here. Yeah, it's good to be back in your show. Nah, man. Uh, pleasure, pleasure is mine, as always. So when did you earn your PNBA Pro card? And what did that look like? Let's see. Uh, I think I won that card back in 2014. That's about, that's about, about the time when I was uh, probably in my prime. Dang, that was almost 10 years ago already, now that, that I look at it. And it was a show called the Emerald State uh, Natural here in Vancouver, Washington. It was promoted um, by Sekona Taufa. Uh, and now he's mm -hmm. a friend of mine, and now he's one of the judges for the Open Natural. Uh, it was, um, yeah, it was a fun, it was a fun show uh, promoted by I, my first actually show with, uh, with other, that organization. I was lucky enough. Uh, to walk away um, uh, with a pro card, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's an organization that I that I that I like. I think that was 2014 got the pro card. Then 2015, I was invited uh, 
to be a judge in that same show. And then the following year, I was invited again to be a guest poser with that organization. And I think, uh, and I think, unfortunately, the following year, the show uh, kind of went out of it. You know, they, they, they disappeared from the circuit. But I, I wish it, I mean, if it, if it made a comeback, I would be happy to be part of it again. Yeah, good stuff. What what is so so what is the PNBA Federation and like how is it different than other leading natural organizations like the IPE and, and OCB? Mm -hmm. uh, well, it's yeah they have uh, so their amateur affiliate is the INBA and the PNBA is their pro counterpart. Um, let's start with what they have in common with WNBF is that they are both uh, international organizations. So. Um, the PNBA, they run a show, uh, Mr. Na uh, sorry, not Mr. Not the Natural Olympia, which is comparable to WNBF Worlds. So they uh, they have people coming from other nations. They get together in the United States and they have like an like an international champion. Um, uh, let me see what else. As uh, uh, like, like it's something specific, something particular about the PNBA is that they uh, think a couple of years ago they got affiliated with uh, Ironman magazine. So uh, that's super positive because they're putting natural bodybuilding, uh, you know, on the on the highlighting it like like for mainstream for everyone who reads Ironman magazine and now they're affiliated with Generation Iron. So it's, it's great to see them uh, grow. Um, and then perhaps let me see uh, what's so what's different with WMBF? Today, we're going to be talking about judging and posing and, and, and criteria. So perhaps uh -huh. one of the differences is that they have um, classic physique, whereas uh, WMBF, uh, they stick to regular bodybuilding and men's physique without classic physique. Right, which and, is kind of heartbreaking, can... which is kind of heartbreaking because like for, for me, it's where my passion really is, is, cl is classic physique. And so that's why I haven't done any WNBF personally. And I've been um, experimenting with 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 NPC, but I'm but I'm but I'm really liking everything that I hear about this PNBA organization. Yeah, they're really cool. And then they were I think they were probably biggest in the. They were pioneers with natural bodybuilding, you know, um, before, if you know your natural bodybuilding or your bodybuilding history, you know that uh, steroids became illegal. They become that control substance in 1990. So before that, it was just like bodybuilding, like nobody cared if you used or didn't use. But then they were one of the first organizations that started promoting uh, like drug tested shows in the 90s. And I think the, the, uh, they had like the first PNBA, the first natural Olympia was uh, Michael Hearn. Um, it's questionable if he's still natural, but I believe he was. <laughs> but he was for sure. I'm, 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 so, I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but then, like, you know, back in the early 90s, back in the early 90s when he won his uh -huh. titles, uh, you know, he okay. was he was poly tested, urine tested. So um, regardless cool. of his current status, you know, he was he was one of the early natural bodybuilding champions in the 90s. So that's pretty cool, too. Nice. Okay. And um, when did you? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna ask. Uh, when did you earn your IPE Pro card? And like, what was what was um, what, what what was that was that was that different at all? Uh, it yeah. So their 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 judging criteria is a little bit different. I think some organizations like to do things slightly their own way. 
uh, well, the, 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 the IP, they are also an international organization, but mm -hmm. they, there's only uh, for North America. So they, they are United States and Canada. So uh, here in the United States, their affiliate is the NANBF and their Canadian affiliate is the NPAA. So I actually yeah. got my pro card uh, in Canada. So I, I went over, I crossed the border to Canada and then I, um, I won this show. It was really cool. I think I was kind of lucky that, um, you know, it was just a, it just, it was just a local show, but I, I, when I go there, they're advertising me, like everyone was kind of expecting me like, oh, the American guy, somebody came from the United States. And then incidentally, they had another guy who came from Australia. But, but again, it was just a local show, but we totally made it look like, like, <laughs> like an international championship, like something bigger than it was. And then we had like a good lineup. And then when I came back to the, to the United States, I told my friend who was, um, who was a reporter for, for local news, for, for Univision. I told him about it. Oh, we should totally get a clip on, <laughs> like, on the TV news. And, um, tomorrow night and then we even got it on tvs and it made news so, so it was pretty cool it's a really cool memory i have from this organization npaa from canada oh and another thing that um that i really liked that was particular about the npaa well one thing is that they host the shows on sundays in canada and the other unique thing is i liked the way they had the like the art design for the stage it's not just that like a dull black background with hanging banners, but they had like colors, colors and logos and things moving. So I borrowed a few of those ideas for the Open Natural. If you if you get on YouTube and you look up NPAA uh, Nationals, you'll see like the style and the art is very similar to what we're doing with the Open. I have noticed that. <laughs> yeah. Cool, yeah. Cool. Watching watching you pose it just screams classic physique like what like when i watch you pose i don't think i don't think bodybuilding i just i just think classic physique whether you're <laughs> whether it's the footage of you wearing like classic trunks or, or or just straight up bodybuilding trunks so what what are what have been some of your who who have been some of your biggest classic physique inspirations <laughs> i think that kind of makes sense because i i remember uh from the beginning if you're like me, you're probably super influenced by Pumping Iron. You know, it's a, it's a movie that inspired a lot of us. So uh, definitely uh, the first two guys that I can think of are Arnold, of course, uh, the posing style and uh, Ed Corney, you know, the way he moved, very smooth transitions and he, how he made it a very artful. Is that something, because that's something that you have in your, in your posing too. Is that, I, is I that, try is to, that, I try to that emulate that. So I'm seeing some inspiration from there. Okay. <laughs> And then, uh, and then a little more, I would recently, meaning like late eighties, early nineties, I think I was also influenced by uh, Lila Brada. Uh, even though Lila Brada is technically, I guess he's not technically part of the golden era. He's more like right after the golden era. Yeah. His posting style still uh, is reminiscent of the, of the early eighties, uh, late seventies. So those like smooth cool. transitions and also, um, instead of using you know like hip-hop or things like that he would use like uh, like movie soundtracks like symphonic or classical music mm -hmm. things like that I, I also love that part cool my guy that's stepping on stage nate he's doing the grand state open in new hampshire so i'm gonna fly over there and coach him through that show but he um he he, he just he he, he picked a, a classical music score 
I always like it when nice, nice, exactly. It's literally classic, you know. Right, right, right. Yeah, cool. Okay,、um, is it okay if I walk you through、uh, the posing checklist that we use for our classic physique athletes, and then、uh, you can explain it in your own words, like how it's different than maybe the way that I teach it? Sure thing. I would love that. Okay, cool. So、um, we teach that every single pose, every single pose has three parts, and so it starts with the feet. And then I classify the hips and the legs together as one category before going on to the upper body. The upper body is kind of the easiest part because just by the name of the pose, front double bicep. Okay, great. You know what to do from the waist up. But correct me if I'm wrong. Most judges seem to、um, assess leg mass first before looking at the upper body. Would you agree with that? From the ground up. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So,、uh, so starting with the feet, the questions that we got to ask ourselves in the classic physique category is、um, which leg is going to be supporting your body's weight. I was trained by、uh, Katie Wayman White, and she always recommends. Yeah, so she she always、uh, tough coach man,、uh, but、uh, but but the absolute best, the absolute best posing coach that I think anybody could hire. <laughs> Um, so, she, so anyway, she would teach us that、uh, every that ev- for every single pose in the classic physique category, you got you got to pick one leg and clearly show which leg which foot is supporting your upper body's weight. So,、um, some poses are going to be evenly distributed. Some of them are going to be a hundred percent supported by your right leg. Some of them are going to be hundred support hundred percent supported by your left leg. But you should never be like midway between the. Excuse me. You should you should never be like. Mostly on one leg and a little bit of the other. You need to really define and show which leg is supporting your upper body.、Um, as far as hips and legs go, we're going to display very, very clearly display an X frame. That's what the judges want to see. So you're going to set up your legs and engage them fast because here again they always assess legs before moving onto the upper body.、Uh, pelvis is going to be、uh, very, very slightly tilted forward or backward depending on the pose. Quad sweep. You want that to be displayed on any front and back pose, and then hip adductors. Your inner groin should be、uh, pretty close to touching, if possible, so you can hide those gaps between your legs. But here again, you want to spread them out far enough, a little bit further in the classic physique category than in like men's bodybuilding, so you can show more of an X frame. And then, as far as upper body, just generally speaking, on all the poses, everything. Th- th- so this includes everything from the neck down. <laughs> Wait,、mm-hmm. waist up, neck down. Don't flex your face. You got to relax your face and smile like you're happy to be here. That's something that、uh, that that Katie was drilling into us every single one of our classes. As far as lats go, they should pretty much always be wide and visible on every pose.、Um, you want to relax them to spread them as far as possible, not flexing them. Flexing tends to make you want to bring them together closer,、um, like on a row. You want to be thinking about the starting position of a row, not the end position of a row. If you want to think of it that way. And then letting your, your your lats expand like wings is always the mental cue that I use. As far as abs goes,、um, you're gonna always either crunch or vacuum them if the judges can see them. Whatever looks best on you, as long as you can display a small waist.、Um, in classic physique, it's all about the small waist. That's how you show that X frame. And so, being able to pull off a vacuum and do it well. Um, I find it real handy to do, especially on front double bicep poses and and and, th- and things where crunching down on my abs kind of makes me look symm-、uh, makes me lose symmetry everywhere else. And then all visible muscles,、uh, we 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 call it figure flexing, which means to flex them to display definition, but you shouldn't be so hard that you're seeing way too many striations and stuff. 
So like the figure category, classic physique is kind of like the the figure of the men's categories. I feel like it's like right. It's it's kind of like how right. Okay, so just so just like how figure is right between bikini and women's bodybuilding. That's kind of the place that classic has too. And then actually, we were talking just before we started recording about Robert Sykes and how he just earned his WNBF Pro cards in in, in men's bodybuilding. And I don't know if you know this, bro, but he competed a couple weeks beforehand. And the competition that he did, they didn't have enough uh, open bodybuilders to award a pro card, which is like the entire reason he did the show, right? <laughs> so <laughs> he so he went out for, so he went out for classic, and all the judges agreed that he was by far the leanest person on on the stage. He's like the third or fourth piece uh, per, leanest person on planet Earth right now, <laughs> and so clearly he was the leanest person at the stage and had the most muscularity too. The judges also um, credited that to him. But the reason that he got second place in the classic physique category is because he was way too lean. He was way too striated. He, he, he they, they, basically they told him that if he would have not flexed, he probably would have taken first place in um, at, at that show. But it's a happy ending of the story though, because as we were just talking about here again, he got first place <laughs> um, in the open bodybuilding category. So back to classic physique. Um, what do you what 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 do you what do you think of um, kind of how we go about um, the feet, the hips, and the legs, and the upper body? Like, does that sound all pretty accurate to your knowledge as far as what criteria looks like in the classic physique category? Yeah, it sounds good. You always want to pose, uh, want to pose from the ground up, and then mm -hmm. uh, also I think yeah, I agree with you. You know that one of the differences if you're doing a double biceps, uh, conventional bodybuilding style or a classic style is in 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 the classic style you can go asymmetric so you can lean more towards one side or another um and we were at, we were also talking about okay should i should i lean on my left or my right side uh, i think it depends on uh what your upper body is doing so for example if i'm if i'm leaning on my right leg and i'm doing a double biceps i think it's going to be better to go uh, to go uh, in the opposite direction with with my elbows so right uh for example you know for for the double biceps or for the archer pose you're always going a little bit like in an angle so um mm -hmm. so i have observed that it looks better to go um you know one of your elbows is going to be lower one is going to be higher and one's going to be lower so I, I have observed that it looks better to match like the elbow that goes lower should match the leg the leg where you're where you are um supporting where you are supported yeah okay so so like if you're gonna so if you're gonna set up on a well we'll get to that when we when we, when we do the, when we do the front double bicep. yeah okay so um i'll make i'll make because I'll, I'll make a note to touch on that point as far as like okay which, which 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 foot which foot you set up on awesome okay so for the front relax pose you're gonna set your heels 12 to 18 inches apart compared to six to 12 inches apart i like to have my legs a little bit narrower in the um in, in men's bodybuilding because I don't, I don't want them to see any gaps right i want the i want the judges to see muscles um in the classic physique category yeah we're showing muscles but we're showing shape and a silhouette more so than just straight than, than just straight up as much mass and as and, and as extreme conditioning as we can so for that reason i set my feet uh 12 to 18 inches apart a little bit further um, legs should have a here again a slightly larger gap than in men's bodybuilding. You're going to want to show an X frame, not too much of a gap that makes your legs look skinny though. Your toes are going to be pointed slightly outward. 
there's going to be a very, very slight knee bend and your body weight should be evenly distributed. So your belly button should like basically be directly above the center point between where your feet are at. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. For your legs, you're going to want to show that quad sweep. So the way to do that is to engage your quads with a mental cue, such as one of two things. Um, you can think about screwing your legs into the ground. You can think about a leg extension, or I guess a third one is to pull up on your kneecaps. Those are all tips and tricks that I use to bring out my leg definition if I if I can't see it. Uh, your pelvis is going to be tilted very, very slightly forward. That's going to shift your hips back a little bit, and that's going to help make your waist look a bit more narrow because you're going to be further away. That, that body part is going to be slightly further away from the judges. Bodybuilding is all an illusion. So you want to think about like... If you've ever caught a fish that you're really proud of, but you wish that fish was a little bit bigger, what do you do? You show it, you put it as close to the camera as you can when you take a picture of it. And so it makes that fish look bigger, right? <laughs> and then every time you tell a story of that fish that you caught, what happens? That story gets, that, that fish gets a little bit bigger. <laughs> so uh, same, same thing in bodybuilding. You want to, you want to, you want to, you want to make sure that whatever you're presenting to the judges, um, if it's, if, if, it, if it's an upper body part or if it's um, something that you want to appear larger, um, try to bring it closer to the judges. And so with a small waist, that's the way to do it is to tilt your, is, is to tilt your pelvis uh, forward just very, very slightly. And here again, that's going to um, shift your hips back. So then for your upper body, you want to spread your lats, eyes up, chest up, arms comfortably at the side. They should sit comfortably like on tops of on top of your lats. So if you spread your lats properly, then your arms, you don't even really have to think about it. They should basically just be suspended and kind of floating on top of your lats. Your wrists could be either pronated or neutral. doesn't really matter. Whatever feels the most natural. You're going to take a small breath into your upper chest to expand your rib cage. And then you're going to figure flex your biceps here again. So not like a hard, rigid flex, but just make sure that they're flexing so that people can see def definition. So the only muscles that you are really flexing hard in this pose are going to be your quads and your lats need to be relaxed to, to spread them out. Is there anything else that you would add to the um, to, to the front relaxed pose or does that sound like a pretty good explanation of how to do it, Jairo? Yeah, and I think about what you were saying, like uh, like flexing your or doing like a like a lat spread or not, I think there are some poses where there is room for that. You know, when you're doing a double biceps, you're sort of doing a lat spread as well. Um, but right. there are some other poses where you are, especially like the, for the side poses, if you're doing a side uh, side chest pose or, or, or a side triceps pose, and, and then in those, you shouldn't be focused on your back. You know, you're, you're focused on, on your chest or the triceps or whatever you're doing. Right, right. Totally, good stuff. Okay. So the judges are going to now say quarter turn to the right, and they're going to want to see a side relaxed pose. So here in the symmetry round, what they're looking for is shape. They're looking for, the, uh, and again, they're looking for symmetry. That's why it's called the symmetry round. So the muscularity that comes more into the mandatory poses. So for right now, we're just we're, we're just quarter we're just taking a quarter turn to the right. You're going to point your um, you're, you're going to be your heel of your left foot is going to fit inside the arch of your right foot. So your left foot is slightly behind your right foot and your left, you're going to point your left toes about five to 15 degrees, just very, very slightly toward the judges to display your left quad. Then as far as your legs go, you're going to uh, straighten out your right leg and very, very slightly bend your left knee so that you can flex it. And that's, that's how you're going to show your quad. As far as your upper body goes, 
tall and confident, chest high, lats apart, especially your left lat. That's the one the judges are going to see. So you got to bring that left elbow back so you can expose that lat. And then your hands are going to be anywhere from six inches to 12 inches from your body, from your pelvis, from your hips. And then you're going to pull your right shoulder forward without twisting at the waist. That's going to show your right deltoid. It's going to display your chest striations. So think about doing like a single arm uh, cable fly with a low pulley with your with your right arm. Um, you're going to rotate your chest very slightly towards the judges, but this is really important. You got to keep your hips pointed directly forward. Otherwise, you will get marked down if you if you rotate at the hips. So your hips got to stay forward. You can twist at the waist just a little bit to rotate your chest and open it up so that the so that the judges can see it. From there, um, you're going to vacuum your abs and then crunch down in your obliques and just give a little bit of a, of, of a light flex in your left tricep because the judges can see that one too. That's pretty much how you do the side chest pose. How do you do the side chest pose, pal? Or excuse me, yeah. uh, side side, rela side, side relax, relax. Not, side, <laughs> not side chest. We'll get there. Okay. Yeah, you were talking about it. I just had a pitfall that came to, my, that came to mind. Uh, just a funny memory when I did my very first show uh, I didn't have a posing coach, so I learned all my posing from watching, again, the movie Pumping Iron, right? But but the funny part is I was doing conventional bodybuilding. Classic wasn't even a thing before. So uh, when the judges were calling uh, the side relaxed pose, I would do it back the way they did it in the 1970s. They literally stand relaxed. So they don't do that thing uh, with the hands, you know, where you're trying to like show, move your <laughs> right arm slightly <laughs> forward and this one back. I was just like, literally standing like that and i was <laughs> i was marked down for that so i'm just mentioning <laughs> this so you guys yo, you listeners uh, don't be like me and 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 you want to make sure especially if you're doing bodybuilding that you execute the pose the, the way it's being executed in the past 20 decades in the past two right. decades <laughs> yeah if, you, if you're on stage the judges are watching you the entire time even when you relax and if and if and if and, and if the judges say okay relax and one guy has abs and the other guy is just mm. like literally relaxing and not holding the pose, they'll get marked down for that. Yep. Cool, cool. Okay. So then uh, rear relaxed pose. They're going to say quarter turn to the right or face the back. Um, feet are going to be similar to the front, 12 to 18 inches apart. Toes angled slightly outward. You should be able to see your vastus lateralis, which is your quad sweep. Even though it's a back pose, you should be able to see it popping out from the side. You're going to have a slight knee bend and the wall and, and weight on the balls of your feet. So leaning slightly forward as far as your legs goes, you're going to tilt your pelvis very, very slightly forward and you're going to engage your calves and your hamstrings. Do not thrust your hips forward. This will cause you to lose leg symmetry and your waist will appear blockier. Um, you don't. And, and even in bodybuilding, you should never really think about doing a hip thrust to engage your glutes because that's going to make you lose all of your leg symmetry, which is what we're trying to accomplish right now. So, um, and especially in classic physique, you can't even see your glutes. So don't worry about it. Just make sure that you're really focusing on your hamstrings. Um, as far as upper body goes, you're going to spread your lats, keep your eyes up and your chest up, um, arms comfortably to the side, just like the front relaxed pose. Again, they should be floating and kind of hanging out right on top of your lats. If you spread your lats properly, and then you're going to take a deep breath, or excuse me, take a small breath into your upper chest to expand your rib cage just a little bit. Really broaden that, that upper body as much as you can. Keep your lower back arched and engage your triceps. There you go. Cool, cool. All right. 
So now we're getting into the fun ones. We're gonna, uh, judges are gonna say face the front. So mandatory poses in the classic physique category encourage a more artistic look with more liberty to get creative with foot positions, arm positions, and opportunities to twist your waist, depending on the pose. So show the judges what an old school bodybuilder looks like. That's what they wanna see. Um, so the front double biceps. Okay, feet, we're gonna set them um, either closer apart or farther apart. It really doesn't matter. It's up to you. You want you want you want to you want you want to think and spend and spend some time on what looks most artistic in this category. There's there's less rules, um, but you really want to think hard about what uh, silhouette and what shape you are presenting. So for your feet, you're gonna have them. Uh, you're, you're gonna pick one leg in which to support your entire upper body. It should look comfortable. It should look natural. Um, for, for your legs, you're going to flex your quads just like you did in the front relax pose. And then working our way up uh, into the upper body, you're going to have your chest up high, very, very confident. Um, expand your lats and your rib cage. Your elbows should be just above shoulder height with one elbow to your point. What, what, you, were, what you were just describing earlier, Hiro, is higher, higher than the other. Um, and then optional this is something that Kate, that katie always recommended that i that i try sometimes i do it if i feel like it sometimes i don't but feathering the hand that's higher i think that's a nice look and so having a closed fist with your elbow that's lower kind of like in a bodybuilding front double bicep but in the classic physique whichever 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 arm you want i would say use your use your arm that has less of a bicep peak so use your use your strong arm hold that one hold that one um low lower so that your elbow is about the same height as your shoulder and then your left elbow for example would be a, just a little bit higher and then hand up and feathered like almost kind of like women's physique and so that way you're still showing your best bicep but it's not so rigid and straightforward it has more of an artistic appeal to it um, and, and that, the last that's one thing, of the things uh sorry oh, to interrupt you uh, one of the things that i particularly love about the classic physique division is that gives you a little bit more freedom because the poses, for example, when you're, if you're twisting your biceps a little bit, there's not like a set way you have to do it. Nobody's going to tell you, oh, it's going to be like 15 degrees or this right. hand is open, this hand is uh, closed. So I think about it, um, it's almost like um, I'm going to make a comparison with powerlifting because I'm very familiar with the sport of powerlifting. When you're, for example, bench pressing, uh, you see that the bar has some rings. Uh, that are marked, you know, you have like that Nordling on the bar and then some rings on the side. And then the rules of, of how to perform are you can go up to this wide or this narrow. So it's up to you. So they give you that gray area. You want to move from here to here. Uh, and I think that can that can be translated to, uh, to posing as well, you know, and you were talking about, okay, how close or how uh, far apart your feet should be it's up to the athlete, you know, we have to perform, we have to uh, do a lot of like testing and uh, looking what works best for every person. Yeah. When you do the front double bicep pose, do you have your weight evenly distributed? Um, or excuse me, do you have, do you have your heel? Um, are, are you on the, on the heel of your supportive leg? And then your other leg is that one? Do you also have your heel down? Or do you stand on just your toe? I've seen people do it both ways. I think I'm, I think I do it evenly distributed on my foot. And again, I don't think there's like a like a correct way of saying it in my opinion. Yeah, I don't think I do it only on my heel. I feel more stable when I can distribute it through the entire foot. Yep. 
And then do you like to extend and fully lock out your non-supportive leg or do you have that knee bent as well? Just a little bit bent. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's cool? I like to, I like to, um, when I'm starting poses, I like to observe uh, trophies, you know, the Niels Anderson sculptures. And I try to emulate what the sculptures are doing. <laughs> and they always have, you, you can see that their legs are always just a little bit bent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some, some athletes look, look good, look good with locking out their non-supportive leg. And some of them, um, I, I'm, I'm one of the majority, I believe where bending that one slightly, I'm able to get better quad definition mm -hmm. out of it. Mm -hmm. So those are the things you want to pay attention to. If you're going to straighten that leg out, just make sure it doesn't look too skinny. My legs are kind of long, which is why I don't really feel comfortable doing it that way. Um, if you're a shorter muscle belly guy with shorter femurs, um, you could probably get away with straightening your leg. Like my, like my wife, Taylor, for example, mm -hmm. um, obviously she's not a classic physique athlete, but for her, when she does a front double bicep, she looks great when she locks out her leg because she's got those big beefy quads and the uh, big vastus lateralis to be able to pull it off. And me, I just don't have it. I, I like, I like to make myself look tall and having my legs a little bit closer together seems to help with that, with that overall shape. These are all things that you can only figure out by playing around in the mirror and figuring out what works for you. A hundred percent. Yep. Cool. Cool. Okay. Now we are getting into the side chest. So this one's kind of controversial too in classic physique because the way that they, I believe they normally did it in the, in, in the golden era, which was the fifties all the way through the early eighties was by having a leg back. And I think Dorian Yates um, <laughs> yes. coming in right at the tail, right at the tail, at the tail end of the classic era is kind of the one that made that famous but we'll just go with the normal way for 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 now uh, which is very very similar to men's bodybuilding so ba um, basically the the biggest difference here is you just don't really need to focus on your glutes that much you want to show them hamstrings but your glutes are covered up so you don't need you don't need to focus on getting quite as low and as intense as you do like in a men's if, you, if you're in men's bodybuilding so for the side chest our feet are going to be um you're going to have your back or your right leg is going to be flat footed. And then your left front leg, you're going to be on the ball of your foot and it should fit just nicely inside the arch of your right foot for your legs. Um, you're going to, you're, you're going to pick one of the two bot. Uh, so the bodybuilding style is going to, there's a bodybuilding style. And then what I call the Dorian Yates style. So the bodybuilding style is to bend your knees as deep as possible, push your uh, knees together hard. And that's going to make your left hamstring pop. And actually, Nate was talking on our on, on our on our last podcast on on our on our men's um, our men's bodybuilding episode. Um, he has a great way of describing it, which is where you are gonna um, put your left kneecap over your right kneecap. So, like, basically, your right knee should fit right behind your left knee. And then when you go and then when you go all the way down, uh, it looks dumb from the front <laughs> which is why it's called a side chest like if you do this from the front you look like a you you look like you're like like a little girl trying to stop from peeing yourself or something yeah that's what i was gonna say <laughs> yeah it, look, it looks really weird but from the side that's act that's actually how you right. get your hamstring right. pop so then the Yates style is going to be similar but you're gonna but your weight is going to be um your weight is going to be on your left leg standing a bit taller and you're going to put your right calf behind it and flex it so that people so that people can see it. So basically, you're going to be standing up a bit taller on the Yates on, on the Yates row, or excuse me, on the on the on the Yates variation of this. And your feet are going to be backwards from how they are in the standard bodybuilding style. And then as far as your upper body goes, chest is going to be up high and confident. 
your left humerus, that is your upper um, upper arm bone, is going to be vertical. This is something that I have a heck of a time teaching people in, in, in virtual posing classes. It's just a hard thing to communicate. But your humerus has to be vertical. It's got to be straight up and down. And the way to do that is to bring your left shoulder back as far as you can and uh, put your and, and move your elbow forward just a little bit. Um, so that way you're you're broadening your your upper body. You're rotating just and opening up that chest towards the judges just a little bit. But here again, just like on the side on the side relaxed pose, your hips have to be pointing directly forward. And so then your right shoulder is is the one that you're going to bring is um, is the shoulder that you're going to bring around to the front to help open up that chest. And here again, you should be able to see an X frame at this point. You should be able to see a narrow waist and you should be able to see very, very broad shoulders. Um, you're going to cup your right hand over your left hand. I recommend not cu cupping it over your wrist. I see some competitors do that, but that'll mess up your tan and you don't want to have a messed up tan on stage. <laughs> It'll just take attention away from your musc from your muscularity. So I like to have my hands together. And, um, and then the last thing is just to do a bicep curl with your left arm. So push down on your left hand with your right hand and then perform a, think about performing a bicep curl with your left arm. You want to keep that left arm bent at about a 90 degree angle. And that's pretty much how we teach the side chest. I like it. And also, it's always uh, another common question that, or, or different variations that they do when you're doing the side chest is if you should hold your palms together, one another, or get your wrist. And, uh, and mm -hmm. I think uh, both are valid, both are, are legal, I, but I have observed that most modern bodybuilders, they tend to do it with the hands just for the simple reason that when you grab this, uh, you, you don't want to mess your tan when you yeah. squeeze your wrist. But uh, but but again, both uh, both executions, both ways are legal. Cool, cool. What what do you normally see in classic physique, and 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 and, and what and what do you what do you prefer to see? Le leg leg back, um, the or or bodybuilding style, Yates style, bodybuilding style. Um, what do the what do the judges typically look for? Uh, strictly for the heck of a uh, classic, I like the leg back. I think it looks more old school, like like the Arnold pictures from the seventies. But uh, but again, both are legal. <laughs> yeah, if the forward or or if kneeling lower looks best for you, if you can, whichever you can pull. Uh, which is going to score. It's going to make you score higher. Cool. Cool. And then here's a, here's a bro tip. This is not a judging tip. This is a bro tip. If you struggle with calf cramps on stage, as a lot of us athletes do, <laughs> um, whatever calf is not cramping, show them that calf, flex that yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> because all things being way, huh? yeah, all things being equal, it doesn't matter how good of a pose it is. If you can't hold it. <laughs> Make sure your calves are conditioned too. running um, calf raises. Um, if you're if you're on a bodybuilding prep, you probably shouldn't be doing a lot of running. I like to do it because I am a runner. So also fun, fun fact, I, fun, fun fact. I guess I should hesitate before calling this a fact, but um, I, 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 I attribute most of my leg conditioning or at least a lot of it to, to running specifically. And here again, that's just bro science. Um, it, it sounds like something you'd probably read out of Arnold's book that like literally has no scientific backing behind it. But it's it's just one of those things that I believe. But it worked for you. Uh, yeah, it made you good, made you stick to it. So, yep. Cool, cool. Okay. So now we're going on to abs and thighs. So they're going to say, uh, wait, no, abs and thighs. No, uh, we're doing biceps, I think. back. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. They're going to say face the back, back double biceps. And then we'll come to abs and thighs. So on back double bicep, 
um, feet are fr from from the rear relaxed pose, you're gonna shift all of your weight to one leg. You gotta pick one leg on this one and you're gonna spike your other calf. So my recommendation is if you have any dissymmetry in your calves, show them your bigger calf. Or here again, if one of them is cramping, just show them the calf that's not cramping. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So, um, you're, so you're gonna spike one calf. You're gonna have all your weight on me, the way that I do it, I have all my weight on my right leg and I put my left foot about uh, a foot to the side and about a foot back, anywhere from 12 to 18 inches, kind of around that ballpark, whatever's, whatever's comfortable. Um, you're gonna spike, and, and you're gonna, so you're gonna spike that back calf, and then your back foot should be slightly backward and out to the side. Um, you can cross your legs too, apparently. I've seen some athletes do that. I've never really been able to pull it off that well personally, um, but I have seen, but but I have but I have but I have seen a lot of athletes in the classic uh, physique division will actually cross their legs together. That's something you can experiment with as well. Um, for your legs, you're gonna flex your hamstrings. Forget your glutes. Forget that they exist. You don't need to flex them. Nobody can see them. No one cares. <laughs> um, upper body, you're gonna arch your lower back. You're gonna relax and spread your lats, and then you're gonna briefly stretch your hands over your head and descend, just like you're doing a lat pull down. So I literally think about doing a lat pull down to engage my biceps, I engage my back. You shouldn't be doing lat pull downs for biceps, but I'm just using this for the sake of analogy. It helps me to get that mind muscle connection. And then you're gonna twist your pinkies in to display your bicep peaks. You're gonna flex your rear delts and all of your shoulder muscles that are being displayed for all that they're worth. You're gonna keep your lats spread apart. Don't let them go back where they were and do not retract your scapula. You gotta keep that scapula spread out. And then the last thing, the biggest mistake that I see everybody make on this pose is they don't lean back far enough. Um, and, it, 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 and, I, and I see this at bodybuilding competitions sometimes, but like most bodybuilders, if they've been coached properly, they can they, they avoid this. But especially just like guys in the gym and guys on Instagram and people that are just posing progress pictures, like what I, progress pictures from my own clients that really like haven't been taught how to pose yet. Um, arch, arching forward too much, leaning forward, forward too much no you got to think about where the judges are at or where that camera is at okay so whether you're wh whether you're posing for judges or for a camera um it's um if it if it's lower which is where the judges typically are they're going to be looking up at you more they need to be able to see your front delts popping popping over the top of your arms they need to be able to see the tops of those bicep peaks the judges can only judge what they can see so if you're crunching too far forward enough then it doesn't matter how many rows, it doesn't matter how many chin-ups you've done, it doesn't matter how heavy your deadlift is and all that training that you went that 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 you put into this prep, you could basically forget it because you just blew it. You got to make sure that you lean back far enough so you can show the the judges every single muscle that you've been working so hard to develop. Yeah, I think it's really important for for athletes to know that the double biceps pose it's, I mean, apparently it's the same pose. You do it from the front, you do it from the back, but it's actually not that simple uh, because of what you right. said, like for, uh, especially how you handle your mid zone. So if you're posing, if you're doing the front double biceps, you want to suck your stomach in and it sort of goes a little bit like a lat spread and then you showcase your biceps. But when you turn around, you don't have to worry about your, your stomach, your mid zone anymore. So actually uh, when you turn around and the judges, all they can see is your back. It doesn't matter if your gut it's kind of like sticking out because <laughs> in that moment you're actually you're just showing your lower back and that's when you want to arch and uh and show them but what we call the christmas tree right yeah 
and I like I like what you're saying about not having to flex your abs on the back too. So the uh, perks of the back double bicep pose, you don't have to smile, and you don't have to flex your abs. <laughs> you can you can you 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 can breathe you can breathe on this one. Exactly. All right. So then they're gonna so then they're gonna have you do uh, side chest pose facing the opposite direction. All the same rules apply, just the opposite. Then they're gonna say face the front, and then they're gonna ask for an abdominals and thighs pose. So from the front relaxed pose, you're going to have your weight on your back heel of whatever leg you're support of whatever leg you're supporting. You're going to uh, extend the foot of your most detailed quad forward. So for me, it's my right quad. So I'm going to have my feet at about a 45 degree angle, maybe a little bit narrower than that. And then my right leg is going to be is, is, is excuse me, my right foot is going to be just slightly in front of my left foot as far as legs go. Um, you choose. You can hear hear it here again. Which looks better on you, a bent knee or a locked knee? Try with your try try your 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 front leg with your knee bent and locked, and just try to figure out which shows more detail. So with the bent knee variation, which is what I like to do, um, I'm gonna pull my kneecap upward. That's how I get to show my sartorius, which is the longest muscle in the human body. It attaches at the pelvis and it goes all the way down to your kneecap. It's not a quad muscle. It's used more for like rotational stuff, um, but that's a that that's how I get my uh, sartorius to be able to show. If I straighten out my leg, I can show some some more feathers on my quad. I, I can I can show striations better, but I lose all the rest of the definition, and that muscle kind of just like disappears. It's really freaking annoying, bro. <laughs> and so um, some and here again, some athletes look great by straightening their leg and like literally locking out their knee. Um, I'm not one of those athletes. We're all, we're all made differently. We all have different genetics and we all have strong points and weak points. And so you got to figure out what, what, what works best for you, your back leg. Um, so here, so the, the way that I do it, you know, how, you know what I do with the front leg now with my back leg, the last thing that I always remind myself to do is to pull up on that kneecap too. That's the difference between your back leg looking uh, just basically like a giant PVC pipe and has no definition at all whatsoever to being able to show the same muscles that you're showing with your leg that's in front. And then as far as your upper body goes, um, I see a lot of mistakes here too. So you want to grab the wrist of one arm. Um, if you mess up your tan, I don't know, I guess uh, you'll, 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 you'll be fine. Nobody cares. <laughs> um, but you're, you're, but if you lock your, if you, if you interlock your fingers together, you're gonna have way too many gaps around your head and you wanna avoid that. So you wanna grab one, one of your wrists with your opposite hand, then put your hands behind your head. And then that's gonna close those gaps around like your ears and you'll close them even more when you flex your biceps too. So you wanna flex your biceps to show your muscle definition there. Um, you're gonna crunch down hard on your abs and you're gonna stay tall to show confident symmetry. And then the finishing touch is here again to flex your biceps, close those gaps around your ears. And then um, this is optional, but and only if you have a really good vacuum. If you've been practicing stomach vacuums and you know how to do it and you're good at it, um, show them a stomach vacuum, but only after you, you crunch down and show them your conditioning because that's the primary thing that they want to see. After you've hit that, you got a little liberty to do a vacuum pose and you might get a couple... Um, you might you might you might get a couple of claps and woos from the audience from doing that one because people want to see vacuums in the classic physique category. Sounds great. Those are those uh, great tips. I was thinking that 
you know, we were when we were talking about how to flex your legs, uh, if like bending your knees or not, note that this can change from one pose to another. For I personally, when I'm posing uh, like a double biceps or, or standing relaxed from the front, I would have them a little bit bent. But for this particular pose, for the up pose, I like to uh, make it straight, like lock it in and yeah, all, all straight. But just for this one pose. Yeah, I, th I think that I think that most posing coaches actually teach to straighten out your leg all the way on this one, huh? But uh, yeah, again, just just it's not. I haven't re I haven't seen it written like on on criteria on the rules that you have to go like lock it in or anything like that. So, uh, like many things is whatever uh, whichever way looks best for you yep and and when in doubt always ask the the, the judges before at yeah, the competitor exactly, meeting exactly because and and the, and the judges are going to say okay does everybody know what they're doing does anybody have questions that's the time to ask your questions and if you have a, if you have a pose that you're not really comfortable with or you're kind of nervous about and you would rather do like a like like the, the way that dorian yates does or you would rather um twist at the hips a little bit on a specific pose ask the judges sometimes you'll be surprised and um, sometimes sometimes they allow a little bit more liberty and sometimes they want things a bit more strict yeah that's why you don't cut that's why you can't miss the athlete meeting right right, right. <laughs> okay so now the fun part they're going to ask for a favorite classic pose so the judges will they're, they're going to want to see a classic pose um preferably a famous pose by a well-known golden era bodybuilder, unless you're like really creative and artistic enough to, de to be able to develop your own pose that captures the classic look of this category. So some of the poses that I would suggest are the archer pose, the mantis pose, uh, the twisted back double biceps, victory pose. Um, I think Frank Zane made that one famous. Arnold's twisted front double, uh, excuse me, Arnold's uh, twisted front single bicep pose where you're facing the side, but you open up your chest. You kind of like start like a side chest, but then you have your left arm down and you, and, and you show them your right bicep. Um, I'm too tall of a guy to be able to pull that one off. You got to have really good biceps to do it. <laughs> um, and then and then a Dorian Yates side tricep pose. They don't ask for a side tricep in the, in, in the classic physique category. And so that's a great opportunity to do that one. Um, no most muscular poses. Mm -hmm. It's it's okay to use these in a pose down, but if they when they ask for a classic pose, that's what they want to see as a crowd pleasing pose. They want to see something that represents the golden era. Um, for 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 general classic posing criteria, you can go to the Open Natural website. Um, Hyro's got a beautiful page with some great pictures to be able to explain and kind of bring to life what these what these poses look like. So how would you um, how 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 would how would you describe setting up into the archer pose, pal? What does that look like? This is what this is one that you taught me. I've never been a fan of it. I always thought that it was corny and kind of dumb, but I was never really doing it right. And the, and the way that you taught me when we were training at Body Shop a couple months ago, um, you really helped me nail it. And I'm I'm forever grateful for that. Now it's part of my routine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. And I think back in the day, some people call it the javelin, javelin thrower pose. So it looks about, and that makes me think it's just like about you're about to like throw something or like you're right about to throw a football. Uh, so you're like setting up for something great that's just about to happen. Um, I guess one of the tips is that you want to, uh, you know, you want to practice is So if possible, you want the arms to make a straight line, not have, because when you're 
of course, when you're on stage, you're not going to be looking at yourself, but it's a really common mistake to have your arms, uh, you know, not aligned. So make sure that you, you keep like a straight uh, direction, uh, yeah. like the same angle with your elbows and it becomes a straight line. And then you, uh, you can start pointing down and then you, you raise the direction. And then you also want to look up, you want to follow your, your side. So you want to look at the direction where your extended arm is pointing. So that just, just a little de detail that makes it more dramatic. For sure. Um, the, vic the victory pose. That's that that one. Uh, excuse me. I think I said Frank Zan. I believe it's uh, Steve. Uh, Sergio Oliva. I think that's what it was. for victory. You probably meant Sergio Oliva. Okay. I mean they all they 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 all, they all did it. <laughs> <laughs> What's the victory pose look like? Well, uh, victory. You know, it, it it's kind of like the like the letter V, and then you raise mm -hmm. uh, both of your arms, but then it's not a straight V because you still your arms are you know if it's a straight V your arms would be straight like you're about to dance the ymca but that's not what you do so you still you bend your arms and then you try to make almost like an oval like a, like an imaginary oval on top of your head and then you oh, twist I see it now instead of instead of having your fists in like in a double biceps you twist them out and that's gonna make you that's gonna help you show uh your forearms cool cool and then the mantis pose, I think that one is is also co called the forearm pose, depending on who you're depending on who you talk to, because that one kind of hi highlights the, the the forearms, but it's also kind of a variation on the side on on the side chest too. So how would you describe how to do the mantis pose? <laughs> That's a tough one, but I don't know if this is something standard. But but back when I posted that that I didn't when I didn't know it was called the mantis pose. And I was taking notes for myself. Uh, it's kind of sound kind of silly. I call it the violin pose. Like in my mind, I was playing like like an invisible uh, violin, <laughs> and that's yeah. kind of like that was a mental cue that I used. Uh, it's not really, but but again, you're. It's not quite an accurate description because your wrists are facing one another instead of going away, like actually playing a violin. You try to uh, have also another cue that I use for myself is like I have like two imaginary watches, and then they are one is kind of like facing the other. Oh, you're putting like the the, fa the face of the watch facing each other. I got it. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just one way of doing it. Yeah. Have you ever seen a variation on the Manish pose where? Um, let's see, I've seen Steve Reeves do this, and I've seen Arnold do it, where they'll take well they'll take their hands and actually clasp them together. So it's so it's so it's almost like a side chest, but your arms are out and are, are straight out. Oh in front of you. yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I think that that's a good one if you have, if if your biceps are one of your outstanding parts, then yeah, then then you could do that. I know what, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's funny that it's funny that you explain it that way because my my, my biceps are are certainly not one of the strong points of 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 my, of my personal physique, but I feel pretty comfortable in that pose because. Mm. I can I can set my arms up with just enough space to where they look pretty big, mm -hmm. and I'll and I'll use that opportunity to uh, push my hands together actually, and I can bring out a lot more of my arm definition by doing it that way. Um, but here but here again, there's there's a lot of things to consider. 
the body is your really, arms are really small, bro. I think you're having a little dysmorphia there. <laughs> I just want to say <laughs> that. I'm thinking of that video when you that we posted on YouTube and we had thousands of views where you're using the arm blaster. The arm blaster video. So, yeah. I'm just saying, I don't think your arms are small. <laughs> I'm gonna have to disagree <laughs> with that one, brother. What do they say? The day that you start lifting, uh, you're you're forever small. I mean, we're we're all bodybuilders, so we all got body dysmorphia to some degree, right? <laughs> cool. All right. Um, see overhead vacuum oh uh arnold pose arnold's uh twist twisted back double bicep this is this is a tough one to get down and actually bro i was trying this one in anticipation for this podcast because i was like oh man i haven't done this pose in forever yeah i'm gonna see if i can get this one down and i was so humiliated going back and looking at the at, at the at the footage of it so so obviously i didn't post it um but there's a lot that goes into it. This is not as easy as it looks. This is this is not just like a quick and easy way to tighten your waist by um, by 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 by, tw by twisting. Um, but Arnold, I think what was what he was famous for in, in all of his poses, and what and the biggest thing that I got out of watching Pumping Iron and listening to him talk about the practice that goes into posing is the importance of keeping you, of on 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 these bicep poses. Um, whether it's a front bicep or a back bicep, is having a straight line between your upper arms. So mm -hmm, on a mm -hmm. so on a twisted back double bicep, your arms should you shouldn't you should they they should they should be the same angle. Like you should be able to take a hockey stick and put it from one elbow to your other elbow, and it should go directly through your shoulders. And and there and there should be there should be a straight line there. Um, obviously it's a little bit different than like the, the standard front double bicep that the, um, that the, that the judges are asking for, but on these back poses, that's something that you'll see every single time Arnold does a twisted back double bicep. There's a bunch of different variations. Sometimes he's looking down, sometimes he's looking up, but he's always looking in the direction of that straight line too. Um, so this one, the picture on your website, he's got his weight on his right leg. So he's fate. So he's fate. So he's facing the right. He's got his weight on his right leg. His left leg is in front facing the judges, and that's back. He's spiking that calf. And that's how he gets his waist to be nice and narrow is by yeah. having that is, is by is by having that front leg back and then twisting at the is, and then twisting at the waist. So you want to make sure that you're twisting in the opposite direction of your legs. If you're gonna do a twisted pose, that's how you do it properly. It wouldn't make any sense to have your left foot and forward and your right leg back because then you're just twisting in the same direction of your hips and you're going to look blocky. So if you want to do the Arnold twisted back double bicep um, and, you're, and, you're, and you're facing the right of the stage, you're going to have your right foot in front, your left foot back, and then you twist and show your back. So then it would be the same thing if it would be just the opposite with that in mind if you're doing a front double bicep, right? You always got to twist the opposite direction. So if you're doing a front, if you're doing a front bicep twisted the way that Arnold does, you're going to have your left leg straight, your right leg back, kind of like you're setting up for a Dorian Yates side chest. And then you can twist over towards the front and uh, twist it in the opposite direction of your leg. Show them a front single bicep or a front double bicep. I've seen Arnold do it like a million different ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially the legs. I've noticed that the legs are not consistent. If you look at the sculpture uh, in Columbus, Ohio, that's probably most, the, the the one we get more exposed to, but it's not like he hit it like that all the time. And I see bodybuilders do the leg setup in, in two different ways. And, and yeah, some people can pull it one way or another. 
and again just like many things in classic bodybuilding uh there's 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 some flexibility to an extent of how you perform it for sure okay and then and then and then the last thing is pose down um i'm gonna i'm just gonna turn this one over to you pal what go, what go, what goes th what goes through your head when the judges go okay everyone show us a let, let's see a pose down i think it's really cool you know um uh, they usually throw it at the end you know the scoring is already done so this is something it's more like a treat for the audience and and, and usually uh mm -hmm. i still put a lot of or i when i competed i, I still put a lot of effort to it because when they are showing like the show recap where you know if you're showing like a clip on instagram where you have like 15 seconds that's usually where they pick because it looks it just looks more interesting everybody doing their own thing and one person getting in the way of another and and i would usually go down on my lean on my knees and then you want to go more creative um and it's also cool because it lets you you know you have about one minute to showcase your best body part it's like okay and now i don't have to do what they tell me now i can do whatever i want so back when i competed my my strengths were probably my my chest and arms so every pose that i hit when i was doing the pose down was would be a variation of like big surprise and, like, <laughs> chest and biceps poses just shown in different ways so i think it's really cool and and uh yeah i would encourage competitors not to give up or, or just wing it because oh scoring is already done it doesn't matter no this is if if you make it to a recap video or if you make it to local news this is the show this is the clip they're gonna show for sure yeah when I, whenever i'm watching a bodybuilding competition if it's one that i'm for, for, first of first of all i i'm having major ffomo fear fear of missing out <laughs> but whenever I'm, I'm i'm spectating and not personally uh competing at a show that's always my favorite part i mean almost to the point to where it's like halfway through all the poses like i kind of get i kind of start getting antsy i'm like okay let's see a pose down i want i want i want to mm -hmm. see i want to see everybody like that's kind of, that's kind of what makes i feel like that's what really brings out the sport aspect of of, of bodybuilding until then you're you're standing still you're showing them all the right poses yeah it's exciting yeah the crowd gets into it but not really until the pose down happens that's kind of the highlight right you know it's kind of funny too like you see a lot of people like especially in natural shows where they have us posing forever on stage doing mandatories and and quarter turns again and people start getting tired and shaky and then they say okay pose down i don't know why out of a sudden everyone gets energized everyone okay nobody's tired anymore it's fun i don't know if it's because we know it's like they're done but people always do that or, or, right, or, they're or, not they're not tired anymore. There's, there's always like one or two there's always like one or two guys that, that know that they lost too and they're like whatever like can i go home now because <laughs> <laughs> the judging is already done <laughs> that's true that's true and or, or the guy who gets like super competitive trying to block the other guys you know like like to trying to like like get, get in front and cover the other person and the other guy moves to the side and then it's it's fun man it's a lot right 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 <laughs> If you, if you have you ever challenged someone else to a face-to-face -face most muscular pose I, I i was challenged i was humble i should say by uh antonio antonio <laughs> mitchell remember that big guy like, <laughs> yeah yeah the most muscular. i'm like ah okay i still <laughs> did it and it was awesome yeah that, that was a cool one nice yeah i think one of the one of the best memories i've ever had on stage was in 2019 it was in edmonton actually it was that's the last wnbf show that i ever did and i came so close to getting my pro card got second place 
Um, but my coach was competing too. And so I was, uh, and, and, uh, Al Alfred Raouf. You know who Alfred Raouf yeah, is? Yeah, of course. Alfred. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, good. Yeah. So, uh, so, he, so he coached me through that show. Um, he did men's physique because that's what he, you know, specializes in. Mm -hmm. um, he, he threw out for bodybuilding, like basically just to, to be a good sport and kind of did it and kind of did it last second. But, but yeah, he, 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 we, 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 we rehearsed this, we practiced this together, but we, um, took, but I totally have a picture on my wall right now. I'm looking at it of the two of us at that pose down doing a, um, doing a most muscular, just like right in each, right in each other's face. And that's the kind of stuff that the crowd wants to see. <laughs> yeah. That was, that, 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 that's one that gets the crowded, uh, the crowd excited for sure. And I do remember now that you say that, uh, uh, one of the PNB, PNBA, INBA, PNBA shows where I was a judge, I remember these two kids, uh, they were both teenagers and they were super excited about classic that they rehearsed, they actually rehearsed a pose down and they recreated <laughs> the pose down of Arnold and Franco Colombo, oh, like no pose way. by pose and frame <laughs> by frame. And then um, I wish I can find that clip. And then they posted on social media, like a side by side video, like Arnold and Franco. And then they were doing exactly the same thing. I couldn't realize at the moment when I was judging, but then they posted that I was like, wow, this is really cool. Like this one is, this guy's clearly Arnold and this guy's clearly uh, Franco. If you're competing and if you're friends with one of the competitors, you, you can totally rehearse the pose down and make it look right. even cooler. Yeah. Yeah. You, 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 you got it. Like, obviously we're competing, but, but at this point it is just at, at more so than the rest of the show. This is where you want to have fun. We're, we're, you're, you're, you're celebrating the fact that you just did it. You're celebrating the fact that the show is over and your prep is over and you get to eat donuts or ice cream or whatever it is you were looking forward to the entire time afterwards. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm glad you brought up Franco Colombo too, because you're so, you you remind me of his physique in so many ways. Man. No and way! I, wow. That's oh, for sure. Yeah. And, I don't know. Oh, and and that and that picture that you and I got together. I mean, like, I'm not trying to compare myself to Arnold by any means, but I do have very similar uh, a very similar bone structure to him. Mm -hmm. And so that pose that that you and I got down to where um, I was doing a mantis pose, and you were doing the the one that was crouching uh, a, a little a little bit lower, kind of the that, way that yeah. they used to. I want you to help me replicate that here in a couple of weeks, if you don't mind. Uh, we got to get a session in at Body Shop because Coach Mark is flying in from Ireland. He's got like kind of similar of a bone structure to you, and I think and I think that he and I could uh, I think I think that he and I could pull that one off pretty well together too. I would love that. Guess what? Guess what? I just got my uh, new camera just today. It just arrived in the mail today, so I'm looking forward to some cool pictures in the next. Oh uh, man, yeah. I, I got I got an idea of, we, what, of what we could do with that then. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, let's see. Anything else that we're that, that we're forgetting in the classic physique? I mean, like obviously, obviously we got obviously we got a posing routine, but um, that's a conversation for another day. And so, uh, yeah, I think I think, I think there's another aspect that's everything. important for people to understand. That's typically, uh, I would say, uh, misunderstood. Is like what the criteria. Sometimes you would hear that that a person is too muscular or too lean for classic physique. So it's not like we judges would penalize you for being too lean or too, or for having too low of a body fat percentage. Uh, so I encourage people to get, you know, as, as, as lean as you can in, in, in classic bodybuilding, in classic physique, it doesn't matter if you get too lean. What happens right. in reality is that you want to be dialed in. Uh, I'm going to speak for personal experience. Um, my legs, when I'm leaning on my legs, 
there's a point where I have to stop because my legs are not naturally muscular. So if I start dieting too much, then my legs get too skinny and then they're not pumped anymore. So that's the part, that's the point where I have to like stop cutting. So, but it's not like, wow, it's not like being lean itself is going to make you drop points. Make it, being too lean is on, it's only going to hurt you if it's, if it hurts your symmetry. So for classic, mm. uh, for classic physique, the number one thing that you want to focus on is like symmetry. So you want, uh, for example, yeah. you want your, your arms to be as big as your calves. So some of us uh, have a lot better genetics for arms than calves. So I felt when I was competing that I could grow up, I could grow my arms a lot more just for the, you know, just for the hair of, just for the heck of adding sheer mass but I didn't do it because my calves didn't grow as much. So I would get imbalanced. So it, because I was interested in, in a classic physique, I had to stop growing my arms. Again, it's not like, it's not like size is bad. I think size is only bad if it hurts your symmetry and same thing for conditioning. Conditioning is only bad when it starts hurting your symmetry. But if you happen to be a freak of nature and you can win them all, there's not too many guys who can pull it, but if you're a freak of nature who can be, have like beautiful symmetry and also be ripped, oh, but by all means, bring it on stage and you're gonna win. Uh, there's there's a few guys I can think are like that, like um, Mojo Luwa, he's one of my favorite bodybuilders. Um, so he's he has 13 world titles for conventional bodybuilding. But if he wanted, if he was interested in classic bodybuilding, I'm positive he would also win. And uh, nobody's mm -hmm. gonna say, oh no, his arms are too big. Yeah, his arms are too big, but so are his calves. So he'll be fine. Uh, right. And there's um, a more recent bodybuilders. I think, uh, you know, uh, Aaron, Aaron Orton? He's yes. a WNBF promoter. I think he's a great bodybuilder. So the guy's massive, he's shredded, has good symmetry. He's doing, uh, he's do he's doing bodybuilding. Uh, He's with WMBF, but I'm sure I'm positive that if he wanted to pursue classic bodybuilding, he would be fine too, because he's, because he's, um, his symmetry can pull it. Uh, yeah, there's a few, there, yeah, there's a few guys like that, but but then some other guys are in the other direction. Um, I'm not gonna say names, but but some guys sometimes, it, 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 you always have that temptation of growing your legs. I think for most people, like the upper legs, they grow a lot easier than calves. So, okay, uh -huh. I'm just gonna keep growing them and have my upper legs as big as possible. But then there's a fine point where, where you're, if your calves can back back it up for your legs, then, then you shouldn't grow it anymore for, for classic. But right. for bodybuilding, yeah, just, just add that sheer mass. I think that would be probably the key difference uh, between classic and, and bodybuilding. That for but classic, the prime thing that you want to pursue is the symmetry. And then for uh, for conventional bodybuilding, you want to be more superlative, more like the most ripped or the most muscular guy. Right, absolutely. Uh, I'm so glad that you brought that up about calves and bicep symmetry. Um, give me one second. I'm gonna grab my Steve Reeves book off my shelf and uh, he actually has a list of where all of your proportions should be just one second all right 
Okay, I don't know if you're gonna edit this, but I could. Uh, I, I don't know if you're gonna edit it. I can speak in the meantime because I'm also a fan of uh, Steve Reeves. So yeah. Uh, so for those of you know who don't know, he was a famous bodybuilder uh, mm -hmm. from the 1970s, and he was famous because his uh, the measurement, the circumference of his neck, his biceps, and his calves were uh, the same number. I don't. You're welcome to correct me if I'm wrong. I believe it was. 18 or 18 and a half inches for all and then also okay like so the same. on page 64 of his book it's called building the classic physique the natural way there should be an asterisk next to natural too because i heard rumors he was on trt i don't know i'm giving the benefit of the doubt he's a natural bodybuilder in my book he's dead who cares and he's and he's a legend and he basically um invented classic physique <laughs> the, the, the yeah. golden era he was he was like one, one of the biggest pioneers yeah, um, I also think I, I also think he was a natural. He was opposed to he was opposed to drugs openly and and okay. It, but that was like taboo back in the day and probably didn't make a lot of sense because you know drugs were or steroids were legal uh, up to 1990. So nobody cared, nobody paid attention. But but I, I I do believe he was natural as well. Yeah. Okay. So on page 64, he says, classic physique proportions. Your arm size should be 250 per. 252% of your wrist size. It's very, very specific. So basically your arms, your, your upper arms should be like over twice as big as your forearms. Your calf size should be 192% of your ankles. Your neck should be 79% of your head, your, your head circumference. Your chest size should be 148% of your pelvis. Yeah, easy for him to say. He's got the most narrow waist on the planet. <laughs> And then your waist size should be 80, 86% of your pelvis. Your thighs should be 175% of your knee size. And your weight should be 295% of your height. So here again, a lot of this comes down to training, but a lot of it really just comes down to posing too. Like for me, my waist is never going to be that small, man. There's nothing I can do, like unless I get surgery or something. So for me to be able to display a small waist, it's all about having my chest up as high as I can and expand it as wide as I can. And that tightens out my skin, like around my abs and everything too. Um, like, and so, and so if you're someone that has loose skin too, like around your stomach area, I mean, like you're, you're bone shredded, you've done your diet, right. You've done everything right, but you can't see your abs because you used to be like 300 pounds and you lost a lot of weight to get cut for your show. Okay. Well, congratulations, um, to stretch that skin out. It all comes it, it all comes to posing that's the best thing that you can do have you keep your chest up nice and high and just stretch out that skin so that people can see your ab definition um something that i wanted to add to on the on the pose down just one more thing that i forgot this is this is a kind of a bro tip that i that i like that i like to teach and i and i like to um just have people um have people kind of keep in mind is to go back and forth between front and back poses and the reason why is because every time you're facing the back, you can catch your breath. And so then you can, you, you, okay, keep it, keep it, ha have two or three go-to front poses that you know work good on you. And then have at least one, if not two or three back poses too, that you can alternate, for, um, that you can alternate back and forth on. So then the other competitors that aren't thinking about this kind of stuff, they're the ones that are going to let their abs slip here and there. And you're going to be the one that's nice and tight from every angle. And then the last thing, the last tip that I want to throw out to is certainly something that I'm, I'm curious as to what your opinion on this, uh, is on this one, Hiro. But uh, for for trunks, 
here's where I go back and forth between whether I'm more competitive as a bodybuilder or a classic physique. I don't know, man. It seems like every single judge tells tells me that I'm be- that I'm better at bodybuilding or better at classic. Like they just go back and forth. <laughs> um, but for 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 bodybuilding, my edge is my hip flexors, my 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 my, le- my leg definition, right? So um, if you do have good hip flexors or if you do have good glutes, um, pull your trunks up a little bit. Like yeah, they're supposed to be covered. But the trunks are actually getting smaller from where they used to be. If you bought classic physique trunks five years ago, they were a lot more modest. If you buy classic physique trunks today, um, they actually show like they, they do actually show like a little bit of the bottom of your glute. And so if you're particularly proud of your glutes, go ahead and pull them up just a little bit tighter and so that you can show that conditioning. But don't get too carried away and turn them into bodybuilding trunks because here again, chunks, that's, a cat- that's a different category. Yeah, take, taking that into account, I think that's a good tip. Yeah, pull them, but don't pull them too much. <laughs> For sure. All right. Well, I think that we covered pretty much everything. Um, what resources can competitors expect to find on the website of The Open Natural? Well, at theopennatural.com, we have a section that and I think is really cool for bodybuilders or any uh, even uh, spectators can find useful. We have sort of a glossary, uh, meaning like a list with all, like a lot of common terms in bodybuilding. Um, It's good to know, for example, if you're competing and the judges tell you, okay, uh, take a step to the right. So you should know, uh, okay, where's the right? Like, you know, the right from the audience or the right from the stage. So, you know, okay, stage, uh, stage right. So you you want to know, or or they tell you things like, uh, like the pump room, the green room, you're going to be familiar with, uh, with all those things. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's at the open natural bodybuilding.com. There's a section that we call uh, bodybuilding one on one. And, uh, we have a lot of great information and, and we will keep adding some more as we see a need for it. Good stuff. Okay. Um, what are you most excited about for round two of the open natural? So round two, uh, you mean like for the, for the routines? like the solo routines no no sorry the second the second annual <laughs> the upcoming oh, okay. the upcoming show because <laughs> <laughs> because my, my mind came literally to round two when you're being judged and uh, oh my bad <laughs> I'll, I'll, no i'll share i'll share something anyway uh something and <laughs> one of the it answers both questions uh one of the things that we are cool. doing uh that are going to be unique to the open natural is to make it to make classic physique uh, more truthful to what it used to be back in the 80s, we're going to judge your posing routine because we really want athletes to put effort to it. We want to make it entertaining. Nice. And I think we, uh, it's one of the best aspects of this division. So your one minute routine is going to count as 20% of your score. Um, and I think uh, judges wow. and the audience are going to I've appreciate I've never heard that. of that before. That's how it should be, bro. Because yeah, and like, that's the way it was just uh, for it, many years. Yeah, people years. just throw together their routines last second and, and don't even put any heart into it. And if there's any routine that should be judged, it should be the classic physique division. So that's really exciting. It is. It is. And that's the way That's the way it was up to, you know, bodybuilders like Lila Brada, like late 80s, early 90s. They would. That's why they would come uh, to on stage with that classical music, or they would uh, hire a DJ and they they would make their own mix, and it was really spectacular to watch. Uh, it looked more. It looked more artful, definitely. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and the other thing that gets me really excited about the Open Natural, uh, we want to uh, pioneer and hopefully other promoters will follow this, is that we're going to allow uh, logos on trunks for, for classic physique and for men's physique. Because a lot of these athletes, they're trying to get sponsored. A lot of athletes are, or, or are coaches, or they're trying to get deals with supplement companies. So I think it would be beneficial for everyone. Let's say you're doing men's physique and you have, I'm not going to say, uh, let's say I'm just going to make it up. Um, Win the Fight Nutrition is one of the local business here. It's like a supplement store and a supplement mm -hmm. line. So it'd be cool to see all those brands on the shorts. I think the athlete will be happy. The sponsors will be happy. And, uh, and they do it in other sports. You know, you see like for track runners, uh, for uh, bicyclists, usually they would have on their outfits, you would see like the brands that are sponsoring them. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know why it's not allowed in bodybuilding. So I think the only rule that I would put out there as a promoter is that it has to do, it has to be a brand that's consistent. So, you know, I wouldn't have like, like an alcohol brand in bodybuilding or or a pharmaceutical <laughs> company, obviously. Sponsor, sponsored by Bud Light. Here we go. <laughs> exactly. But if, you know, if it's a supplement company, if it's a yoga studio, it's, it's a, a gym or a coaching business, by all means, uh, bring it on stage and, and we will be happy to, to uh, support your business. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, my my athlete last year, Jarrett Dean, he had his he, he had the company that he works for, uh, Timber, Timberland Construction. Spon mm -hmm. sponsored him as an athlete and so he just had a little uh, kind of low-key logo on his men's physiques trunks and technically it was against the rules but he just went and asked he just went ahead and asked the judges he's like hey look like i've really been working hard to earn this sponsorship um it's not gonna be like super flashy or anything it basically just like it, it's men's physique too you know so most yeah. men's physique trunks have a logo on them anyway but um sponsorships you never know until you ask. And the way to get a sponsorship is to communicate to that sponsor why you will take their brand to the next level, how you will get the, how, how you will expose their company. And if you can communicate to them, look, I'm doing the show called The Open Natural. It's in July of 2024. Um, it's in a bit. It's in a big auditorium. Um, a lot that I, I plan on doing really well. And when I do well, uh, they're they're gonna they're gonna see me representing you and your company um uh, that's basically the the pitch that i gave to celtic sea salt and to metabolic nutrition last year and you'd be surprised if you believe in yourself as an athlete and you can communicate that to your sponsors and they and 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 you can really honestly show them that from the bottom of, of your heart you believe that their business will be better off because they sponsored you um, that's how you want to have that conversation. So now I can look back and go, metabolic nutrition is better off because they sponsored me. Celtic sea salt is better off because they sponsored me. Um, and I, I hope, I hope so because they paid a lot of money for, for, to do those shows. Like if you, if you, if you, if you, if you, if you have too much money, like if that's your problem, you have too much money and you want to be broke, just do a whole bunch of bodybuilding shows, like as fast as you can, <laughs> you will, you will drain your bank account. And so, um, I think this is a wonderful opportunity opportunity to make this show which is already affordable because you don't even need a you don't you don't you don't you don't you don't membership. even need a membership card for anything you just pay the entrance fee to the show which is cheaper than most shows to begin with and if you can have a sponsor that you can rep on stage then there you go you're off to the races yeah absolutely yeah it'll be beneficial for both the athletes and the brands 
Cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, we will definitely be having another conversation as we get closer to the show. Uh, Hiro, thank you so very much for your expertise here. This is going to be a wonderful resource for all of our athletes that are doing the classic physique or that are considering it, want to see how it's different than bodybuilding. Um, they're, they've got to be inspired after after hearing your story again, too. So I just want to say thanks for everything, brother, and I'm really looking forward to seeing you here in a couple of weeks. This is going to be fun. Thank you. It's always my pleasure to be in your podcast, Colt. Thanks so much, everybody, for joining us. If you found this helpful, please pay it forward by sharing with a friend. One more thing before we sign off. If you're not subscribed to our nutrition podcast, Carnivore Coaches Corner, you're really missing out. Colt and Mark collaborate weekly, diving deep into meat-based nutrition and advanced hypertrophy training, featuring top coaches and nutritionists from across the globe. If you're a fan of the low-carb lifestyle or just getting into it, just search Carnivore Coaches Corner on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio Public, Overcast, Google Podcasts. And if your podcatcher isn't on that list, tell us where you listen and we'll make sure to get Carnivore Coaches Corner wherever you're at. Thanks again. One more time, we'll catch you on Monday for episode 196, where we will get you pumped up for next week. I'm going to leave you with our battle cry here at supersetyourlife.com, which is 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. Do you not know that your body is a sanctuary of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you are purchased at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. We'll catch you guys in a few days. Have a great weekend. Thanks so much.